Hello, my name is Isaac Keith Martinez, and welcome to Isaac's Haunted Beard. Today we're going to talk about Hocus Pocus from the year 1993, and this episode is dedicated to my friend Leonard Jacinto. The Sanderson sisters are witches who are hanged on Halloween in 1693 but return to wreak havoc in 1993. Yep, <laughs> that's about all I'm going to talk about as far as the plot is concerned in this movie, because all the people out there who love this movie have seen this movie so many times that they can tell the plot back to me. They know it frontwards and backwards. And for those of you who don't like it, or don't want to like it, I know that you don't care. You may or may not still be listening. Either way, let's just talk about the movie, shall we? I've noticed that there are, in fact, a lot of people who don't like this movie. And I think those people happen to be very hardcore horror movie fans. Now, I am a hardcore horror movie fan myself. <laughs> And like them, we watch horror films all year round, but we sure do watch a whole bunch of them in October. We try to squeeze as many horror films as possible within those 31 days. And we like to tweet about it. <laughs> Keep our followers and our friends uh, in the know of what movies we, we're watching. And I've read uh, everyone's tweets out there, and I see some of y'all saying some really nasty things about the film Hocus Pocus. Like, as though, <laughs> we hardcore horror fans are celebrating Halloween the right way by watching nothing but pure horror. And those people who are celebrating Halloween by watching Hocus Pocus are doing it the wrong way because that movie sucks. And if you were cool, you wouldn't watch that movie. You'd watch a real horror film. Well, I disagree. <laughs> I think that's a pretty mean uh, stance to take. I think a lot of us horror fans seem to forget that Halloween is a children's holiday. And when I was a kid, I don't remember adults celebrating it as well. It was a big deal for kids because of our costumes, because of trick-or-treating, getting candy. Uh, and it was celebrated on television with Halloween specials. And adults, their participation in it seemed to be just them taking us trick-or-treating. I don't seem to remember adults feeling like it was for them as well and that they had their own ways of celebrating it. I'm not exactly sure when it started where adults kind of took on their own version of celebrating Halloween. But at some point, adults started to celebrate Halloween. There seems to be two different types of adults that celebrate Halloween. And maybe, maybe there's even people who are a combination of the two. But if I may separate those two groups and how I've noticed the way they celebrate Halloween. One is, is the group that I'm in, the horror nerds. And we tend to think of Halloween as a season. 
we don't think of it as just the last day of October. We think of it as the whole month. And that is a month spent trying to watch, as I said earlier, as many horror films as possible. And then the other group <laughs> is those people who like to party hard on Halloween, go to bars or clubs and get really drunk and, you know, try and hook up with people who are dressed in uh, scantily clad costumes that seem to uh, suggest that, you know, maybe they're interested in a one night stand. I don't know. I've never been into that scene. That's how I always took it. It just seems as though those people have stories the next day, like, oh, let me tell you about, you know, how drunk I got last night or this woman I picked up or what, you know, it's sleazy and I'm not particularly interested in that. I am interested in horror films, but I am also interested in children's television specials like Charlie Brown and Garfield and... I like that stuff. I like that there's other ways to celebrate Halloween. And I definitely see that Hocus Pocus definitely has a place in the October viewing schedules for anyone, not just people who have families or people who are young at heart. I think you can be a horror fan and still enjoy a movie like Hocus Pocus. That doesn't mean that I'm going to try and talk you into it. I just think that you shouldn't tease people or say mean things about people who who like it just because they're celebrating it in a different way than you are. I mean, let's not forget, a lot of us horror fans are nerds. <laughs> Maybe you're not. Maybe you're super cool. Maybe you've spent your entire life not knowing what it feels like to be persecuted by anyone. I can't, I can't say that I'm like you. Um, I've always felt like an outsider. I feel like a lot of horror fans feel like outsiders. And, you know, I remember high school. I remember the way people treated us. And I never wanted to treat people the way bullies treated me. So I choose to live my life that way. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say you're not cool because you like Hocus Pocus and I like horror films because I remember the feeling of being in high school and having people say, you're not cool because you like heavy metal or because you like, you know, <laughs> there's something about high school that's traumatizing and it scars people and you spend the rest of your life making a choice. Do I want to be like those people or do I want to be a better person? And I, I, you know, high school is a place where you're really shaped of what kind of adult you want to be. And I just don't get it. I don't get wanting to pick on people just because they maybe don't like horror films and still want to celebrate uh, Halloween by watching something like Hocus Pocus. Uh, I, I never saw Hocus Pocus until 2017. And when it first came out, uh, you know, I saw trailers. It didn't appeal to me for some reason. I didn't think that I would like it. I'm happy that I didn't see it in 1993 when it first came out. I I can only guess. I feel like I wouldn't have liked it. I think at that point in my life, I was a little too much of a younger, cocky, heavy metal horror kid where I would have been mean about it. 
the same part of me that avoided it back then is the same part of me that thinks that if I saw it, I would, I would have insisted it was a bad film. I've softened, <laughs> I'll admit, not as a horror fan. I think I'm as hardcore as I've ever been, but I think I've, my heart has softened. I think I'm a nicer person than I was before. I think I've grown up a bit. I think I have it in my heart and in my brain to like something like, like Hocus Pocus now. What happened was three years ago, I was invited to be on a podcast hosted by my friend Leonard Jacinto, and he doesn't have that podcast anymore. It was a really terrific podcast. He was such a wonderful host. I hope he does return to the world of podcasting someday because he's got a great brain and a good voice and just a very friendly personality and a very passionate love of geek culture. I think he's a good spokesperson for geek culture. And for his Halloween-themed episode, he interviewed me. And we had a conversation about how I like to celebrate the Halloween season and what movies I like to watch. And through this conversation, I discovered that he, like a lot of y'all, loves Hocus Pocus, at which point I admitted I'd never seen it. And that shocked him. And then he released his podcast, and then people heard the podcast. And through the listening of that episode and through Twitter, other people discovered that I had never seen Hocus Pocus, and people were shocked. Now, you can't see all the movies. I never claimed to have seen every movie. There's no one out there who has seen every movie. There's definitely blind spots. But then there's also movies that you know you never want to see. And I was always convinced that Hocus Pocus was one of them. And Leonard, being the terrific guy that he is, thought I was doing myself a disservice and that based on my taste and my personality, I guess, he thought that I would actually really enjoy this movie. So being the generous friend that he is, he actually bought me a copy of Hocus Pocus on Blu-ray as a gift. And he gave it to me pretty much, you know, here you go. I hope you enjoy it. You know, <laughs> you never know. And I really am grateful <laughs> for gifts. Uh, I never take them for granted. So I was like, okay, and I guess I am going to give this movie a chance. And I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't think that I did. And I'm convinced that if I saw it close to 30 years ago, I wouldn't have. But this was just the right time in my life to see it. I think one of the reasons why I really took to it now is because of the fact that it was old. I'm a sucker for nostalgia, and I feel like Hocus Pocus offers 90s nostalgia. And I'm a much bigger sucker for 80s nostalgia, but there is room in my nostalgic-loving brain for 1990s nostalgia. Um... When you look at Hocus Pocus, it looks exactly like what it is, a 90s movie. I think it's subtle. I don't think that there's like really extreme examples of it being a 90s movie, but I think that when you look at it, you can tell by the way they dress and their haircuts that it is a 90s movie. And when I watch it, not only do I enjoy 
spending time in the 90s for those, you know, 90 minutes or so that I'm watching the movie. But I also enjoy spending time in the 90s within the context of a Halloween-themed story. So not only do I get to travel back in time to the 1990s, but I get to do so during Halloween and in Salem. So it's very perfectly atmospheric for the holiday. Now, Hocus Pocus is a children's film. Anybody can watch it, but it's let's face it, it's a children's film. And I do appreciate that element of the film, that it's a children's Halloween film. You'd think that there'd be more of those, but I feel like there's not. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. By all means, let me know on Twitter. Tell me about all the children's Halloween films that I don't know about, but there's only two that come to mind that are celebrated fairly regularly every year. And that is Hocus Pocus and Ernest Scared Stupid. And since I started watching, well, excuse me, since the first time I watched Hocus Pocus back in 2017, I've watched it, uh, I, I guess, three times because I've watched it every year since then. I've always watched it either. I think the first time I watched it was actually in October. It might have even been on Halloween. And then the second time I watched it, and then actually every time since then I watch it in September, what I do is my, my new tradition is to watch it the day before October 1st. That way I can spend all of October watching horror films, but to get me ready for the Halloween season on September 30th, I revisit Hocus Pocus. And I, I do it in a double feature with Ernest Scared Stupid because I feel like they're both kids horror films and, oh, I'm mean, excuse me, they're not horror films. Ah, maybe they're scary to certain kids. Who knows? No, they're both kids' Halloween films, is what I meant to say. And they're both from the 90s. But you know what? This year, Adam Sandler made a film called Hubie Halloween for Netflix, and we have now added a brand new kids' Halloween comedy to the mix. And I enjoyed it. And maybe next year, on September 30th, what I'll do is a triple feature of Ernest Scared Stupid, Hubie Halloween, and Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. You know, I have this theory that, you know, you have your classic movies, and then you have cult classics. And I know you know the difference. I'm not going to give you a, hist a history lesson on, on, on what makes a film uh, become a cult classic or a classic. I do have a theory, though, that sometimes you can be one type of classic and it can kind of morph into a different classic. And I, I have a theory that Hocus Pocus started off as a cult classic and then crossed over into being a genuine classic. Which sounds kind of weird because it's a mainstream movie. And typically it's outsider type of films that reach that cult status. But I think that Hocus Pocus, as far as I remember, wasn't this huge hit when it first came out. And then for years after that film's initial release, there was a small, loyal group of people who were carrying the flag for this movie enough for it to have some type of cult classic status. And... Over the years, that 
group of people has grown and it's grown quickly. And I think that now it's so large that it's officially a genuine bona fide classic. And I think part of that is because people who love it show it to other people, especially if they have families. You know, if you're parents and you love the movie, maybe you loved it when you were a kid, and now you have kids, and then you show it to their kids, and those kids love it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So now, Hocus Pocus is a bona fide classic, and the proof is in the pudding because every year you see it on television, I think Freeform is a cable channel. For those of you that still have cable, um, Freeform is a channel that shows the heck out of that movie. But then now with Disney Plus, you know, being being that it's a Disney film, it's available to stream. You can watch it whenever you want to. And then, of course, if you have the Blu-ray, like my good friend Leonard Jacinto gifted me, or the DVD, you can watch it whenever you want. But like me, you're probably saving it for October when you know it's the perfect time to revisit the Sanderson sisters. Speaking of the Sanderson sisters, who are the three witches that are the leads in this film? As you know, Winifred Sanderson is played by Bette Midler. And Mary Sanderson is played by Kathy Najimy. And finally, Sarah Sanderson is played by Sarah Jessica Parker. It's been always my um, understanding or my opinion that when they casted these three comic actresses who are terrific in their roles, they're perfectly casted, that they kind of represented the way I saw it at the time. I mean, even though I didn't watch it, I was aware of it. And I, you know, I, I, I form, you know, light opinions. I, I recognize like, okay, this is what's going on. And, and this is how I've always kind of seen them. I always felt that those three comic actresses were supposed to represent, at least at that time, the past, the present and the future in, uh, famous comic actresses. You had Bette Midler, in my opinion, representing the past, someone who has been famous for a really long time. Uh, she's been in a lot of movies. I think she's, at least before Hocus Pocus, I think her biggest film was a film called Beaches from the year 1988. Me personally, I always had a uh, I really enjoyed the film Ruthless People. I was a big fan of that film when I was a kid. It's from the year 1986. That's more my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I can't mention Bette Midler without mentioning this because I'm born and raised in Hawaii, and there's very few people who are also from Hawaii. So when someone from Hawaii gets famous, we get really excited and happy for them. So uh, as you know, for instance, we love Jason Momoa <laughs> because he's from Hawaii. Well, Bette Midler is from Hawaii. I, did you know that? Did you know Bette Midler was born and raised in Hawaii? Well, she was. Now you know. Kathy and Jimmy, in my opinion, represented the present. She was at that time like a current next big thing type of star. She didn't really ever become the next big thing. 
but for a hot second she was someone that was um considered the current you know popular famous actress i think what it was was the film she made right before hocus pocus was sister act in 1992 and that was a big hit and she was you know she wasn't the lead whoopi goldberg was the lead but she was in a big movie and then you know for the record the the movie that she followed hocus pocus was <laughs> with was actually sister act 2 which came out the same year and since then i think she's always had work but she's never really had that same level of um success sarah jessica parker also had been in a bunch of stuff before hocus pocus personally i'm a big fan of the television series square pegs which i think is from around 1982 that's a high school comedic drama series that lasted one season but sarah jessica parker would experience the peak of her success starting in 1998 when she was in the HBO series Sex and the City. And for the record, <laughs> both Bette Midler and Kathy and the Jimmy was not the first choices to play Winifred and Mary Sanderson. Bette Midler's part was originally, um, I don't know if it was offered to her or if she was just the one they were thinking about. It was supposed to go to Cloris Leachman, who I do like. I think she's very funny, especially in Young Frankenstein. But... Bette Midler has, I don't need to sell you on Bette Midler. You know that she's, she's perfect for the part. And Mary was um, offered to Rosie O'Donnell, who I have to admit would also probably do a very good job <laughs> playing uh, Mary Sanderson. This film was directed by Kenny Ortega, who is mostly known as a choreographer. He's choreographed a bunch of movies that you know, or at least have heard of, including Dirty Dancing, Xanadu. I actually want to name two movies that aren't really known for their dancing, but he did choreograph them, and that's Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Pretty in Pink. So that means that he choreographed Ferris Bueller on the float for Twist and Shout. And what choreography does Pretty in Pink have? I'm thinking Ducky, lip syncing the Otis writing song in the record store, which is a great scene. But his filmography as a director is much shorter. He's only, up until now, directed three films, and those are Newsies, High School Musical 3, and Michael Jackson's This Is It. Michael Jackson's This Is It is the only film of that list that I've seen. Now, this movie was originally released in July 1993, which is weird because it's a Halloween film, so you think they would have released it in October. However, this movie was put out by Disney, who had made two Halloween-themed films that year and made a choice to release one of those movies, Hocus Pocus, in July and the other Halloween film in October. So that film was... Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I am a big fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas, but I think it's a mistake. I think Hocus Pocus should have been released in October. I think The Nightmare Before Christmas should have been released in December. I actually think that The Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Halloween film. I think it's a Christmas movie. It's got Christmas in the title. It's all about 
Jack Skellington trying to take Santa Claus's job away. It's all about Christmas. You know, the movie starts with Halloween having just finished and the rest of the movie is all Christmas. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on, shall we? You know, uh, Hocus Pocus is not the only super famous Halloween themed film that was not released in the month that it should have because that's the month that the holiday is in. Uh, there's a couple of Christmas movies that were also released in the summer. Gremlins is released in June of 84 because that, as you remember, takes place in December. And both Die Hard and Die Hard 2 take place in December. A lot of people like to argue that Die Hard is a Christmas film. Uh, it doesn't matter if you think it is or it isn't. The fact is Die Hard and Die Hard 2 were released in July. <laughs> now, the part of Max is played by an actor named Omri Katz. And I didn't notice this the first time I watched Hocus Pocus, but later on I kind of figured this out, that Omri Katz is actually known from a TV series called Erie, Indiana, which was a 90s TV show that was kind of like a kid's version of the X-Files or the Twilight Zone. And it's a really cool show. It's a cult hit. And it's better late than never. If you've never seen Erie, Indiana, please check that out. The part of Max was originally offered to Leonardo DiCaprio, who, from what I understand, wanted to do the part, but was unavailable to do the part because he was filming What's Eating Gilbert Grape, a movie made with Johnny Depp. Max, there's a scene where Max goes into his bedroom, and as a horror fan, I notice that Max has a Hellraiser skateboard. <laughs> And the image of Pinhead, that's the villain, the main villain, the main Cynovite from Hellraiser. The image used for the skateboard is actually from Hellraiser 3, which is from 1992. So that makes, that makes sense. You know, a virgin has to light the black candle in order for the Sanderson sisters to come back. And that's what happens. So, which makes me ask this question. Does this movie, or did this movie, force a lot of parents to have to explain to their children what a virgin is, because that word gets thrown around a lot in that movie, and it's only odd because it's a Disney film. Which leads to my second question. Hey, all you people who were parents in the 1980s, did you have to explain to your kids what a virgin was after they saw the film The Monster Squad? Because that was a big part of the plot too. <laughs> Another thing as a horror fan, I couldn't help but to notice, and I know I'm not the first person to say this, but I'm just going to say it because we're talking about the movie. Doesn't the spell book in Hocus Pocus look a lot like the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead movies? It, you know, with the exception of it has an eyeball. It's a really good design. I think it's great. I'm not in any way um, saying it's a bad thing that they look alike, but they do, do, they do look alike, don't you think? <laughs> Did you know that Sarah Jessica Parker's 10th great grandmother was arrested for witchcraft it's true before we end this podcast i'd like to tell you a story back in the 90s i was visiting a friend i was at his house and uh i guess i don't really want know why he wasn't near me at the time i think i was waiting for him maybe he was in his room or something getting ready we're gonna go somewhere and his dad 
was out in the living room watching TV. And I was kind of in a room near the room that had the TV. So I could see his father on the couch watching television. I could hear the television on, but I couldn't see the TV because the TV wasn't faced me based on where I was standing. His dad was kind of intimidating, real tough guy, real tough looking guy, very stern looking man. He had no shirt on. I remember he had no shirt on. He was sitting there watching television, smoking a cigarette with this really intense look on in his face, which is no surprise because he always had an intense look on in his face and he had a very intense sounding voice too. It was very intimidating. And I was felt a little nervous and I felt a little like uh, awkward just kind of standing there as he smoked and watched television shirtless, trying to be friendly. I said, uh, oh, uh, uh, what are you watching? And he took a puff of his cigarette, <sighs> blowed out the smoke, and answered me, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> True story. Thanks for spending time with me. I hope you enjoyed our little Hocus Pocus conversation. Join me next time. Talk a little bit more movies. And until then, I hope you had a very haunted Halloween season. Take care of each other. Talk to you later. Aloha.